are the Sixers being slighted in the power rankings? We talk, we'll talk about that and more next on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Hello, I'm Keith Pompey, and this is my right-hand man, John Mitchell. We just want to – we're the co-hosts of Locked On 76. We want to say uh, happy Thursday to you guys. Make sure you guys have a great day. But we also want to drop some knowledge. Actually, we got we did some power rankings that came out. They both of them have the Sixers outside the top five in the NBA. And um, are the Sixers being slighted? Um, when you look at the 76ers, they have a couple of victories over several of these teams. Um, but they're not regarded in these power rankings as one of the top five teams in the league. And Mitch, do you think the 76 well, I'm just going to say who these teams are first and not in no particular order. And you could probably give the article, but these teams are Boston Celtics, Denver Nuggets, Oklahoma City, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. So Mitch, are they being robbed or? You know, I, I think, um, I think, not having Joel Embiid for uh, the little four-game stretch because they do it from they do these things from week to week, man. And I think not having Joel, which is really not realistic, uh, or, or, or somewhat delegitimized for them saying, "Well, you lost, you went 500 without Embiid in the uh, lineup." Um, I mean, you could probably take certain you know the best player off a lot of these teams, and they would go 500 as well. But like you pointed out, you know, some teams above them, you know, they've got they've got a road win at uh, OKC. Who, um, I mean, shout out to OKC because they've beaten Boston and Minnesota, you know, in the last week. And I and I like watching that team, man. Um, but you know, I, I think that yeah, I, I think there's some being slight. I, I I don't see why OKC is rated as other than they're, they're, they're the new new. You know what I mean? They're the new news, so people are going to be like, "Well, yeah, okay, see, you know, Chet Holmgren, who I who I dig, I like watching little skin flint, um, and he and he plays great in this era where you don't have to weigh more than 155 pounds, and you can play the post now because they've removed the physicality from the NBA game. Uh, yeah, that's me and the get off my get off my lawn, old man, mm-hmm. <laughs> moment for the for the day, but um, you you know uh. 
Yeah, I, I, not that it matters. Um, and, and a lot of these guys who do these things, man, they look at analytics. And uh, I, again, you know, I, I can take analytics and leave them. I mean, they're, they're part of the game. But yeah, I, I think they should be in the top five. I, I, I have, I, I think Boston is. I kind of just do it on, on what I think are the best teams in the league. Not you know who had the who rose in the week. And I think the Boston would be number one. Um. Uh, I'll probably have Denver as high as number two because I know Denver. I, I think see Denver uh, is one of those teams. You say, hey, they 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 they, they do their work in the postseason. But yeah, I think the 76ers should be in that top. They should be in that top five. I would I would say yes. I mean, who would you have over them? I mean, um, who would you have over? Them? Yeah, I would I would have I would have Boston over them. Uh, Denver's getting healthy. I would have Denver over them. I would have Milwaukee over them. Um, I'd have them four. Yeah, I'd, I'd have them four. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Like my thing is, like they played Milwaukee the first game of the season. Um, you know, you look at Milwaukee now. Milwaukee lost two in a row. Mm-hmm. So. You know, if the Sixers continue to win, I think the Sixers will probably surpass. If you say this is week to week, they'll definitely surpass them, right, if they continue right. to win. Right. But the one thing I think, you know, they had one head-to-head against OKC. And as good as OKC is, you know, 23 and 10, the Sixers are 20, 23 and 10. But And they had to head to head to head to head, and that was in – So I I think I would have to give the Sixers the nod right then and there. As good as you know, Chet Holmgren is. Um, But it's it's weird because you know you look at it, and Denver, you know, Denver is twenty four and eleven, right? Uh, Percentage points wise, the Sixers have a better record. Um, You know, they you know they played two more games than the Sixers. Right. But percentage points wise, they uh, have a better record. So I, I, I don't know about that. Like, I, I just don't. But again, it's still early. I think that the thing about the Sigma, the Sixers, I said the Sigmas. Yeah. <laughs> the, thing about the, Sixers, the thing about the Sixers is that I think they're the one team that we don't know. Nobody knows because, and again, it goes from week to week, but we don't know who's going to be here. Right. Who we think is going to be here. But comparable to these other teams, you have a pretty good idea of who their core is going to be. Right. Yeah, Keith, I don't know. My internet. You back? Okay. The thing about the Sixers is is Marcus Morris. Is Marcus Morris going to be here? Is is uh, is is all these other people and. But again, when they played these teams early on, these yeah. guys didn't even know the system. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Yeah. And like you said, Joel Embiid is the the big equalizer in all this. He's right. the big equalizer. So. Right. Because when they because when they played Minnesota there, Minnesota you know slapped them down as right they, rightly they should. You know, when you gotta run Paul Reed out there and you gotta run Mo Bamba out there. Um, guys who have to play up because Joel's not there. But man, I mean, I know when they came when they came to Philly, Joel was like, "Look, I don't care how many seven footers you got on this court against me. I'm doing work on them, mm-hmm. you know." And and he went out and he, and he went out and he worked them. <laughs> so um, 
So I I, I kind of, in totality, I think these guys who do these things should, you know, I mean, obviously they can't watch every single game, but they, they're reading box scores and they're watching ESPN and everything else. They, you know, and, and when, when you see somebody, you know, when, when you have somebody ranked that high and you have somebody right on the outside of the top five, you should say, hey, you know, well, you know, we got to consider these guys because they put, you know, they, they do have wins over both of these guys. But checking when those guys are from different conferences and, you know, they haven't, you know, they're not bumping heads as regularly as, say, the Sixers and the Celtics will bump heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you, you're, you're exactly right. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And the thing about these polls, like, they're cool. I get it. A lot of people get into it. But but um, I, I think at this particular time of the year, like you said, um, a lot of people take them a little bit too literal. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, it, at, the, at the grand scheme of things, you know, is this is everything's going to play itself out, and we'll figure out who is going to be that person. You know what I mean? And, and so, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, you know, to you to use another sport as an example, a certain ten and one team in the difference in the NFL stood atop of everybody's pole. Oh yeah, they 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 can turn it on. They can beat you any way they want to, and now they're getting boat raced by the Arizona Cardinals, and maybe your New York Giants this weekend. Yeah, we'll see, man. Well, I don't know if they're gonna get boat raced, but they, they, they come out the last second field goal. <laughs> if they get yeah. boat raced by the Giants, it's a hello twenty twenty four season. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's crazy, right? I mean, if that happens, you know, hey, I want to talk to y'all about better help. You know, we love working with you. Thanks for helping us stay within compliance, as this is a very important tool for our business, the BetterHelp team, right? The thing I like about BetterHelp is around New Year's, we got obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we already um, do right. Maybe you're finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another, or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. And that's the thing, man. Like, you got to make these things that are really going to stick. Like, everyone says, hey, I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to do this. I want to do that. But, you know, you're not going to get up every morning and do what you're supposed to do. So, you sometimes you got to do things, right? So, celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's better help H E L P E dot com slash locked on NBA. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Now, Mitch, you know, the one thing that I want to talk to you about is this whole Wilt, not just Wilt, Joel Embiid thing, right? Yeah. But when you talk about Joel Embiid and you start seeing and people start saying, yeah, he's doing Wilt Chamberlain stuff. He's yeah. doing all this other stuff. But then when you look at it and you realize how many games Wilt Chamberlain had these 30, 10 games or streaks, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like it seems like what Joel Embiid is doing right now is crazy. 
Yeah. And then you look at it and you see what Wilt did and it, it makes you realize how good he was. Now, again, people always criticize different eras and something that you pointed out, they talk about how they, they criticize his era and say how weak it is, but they don't criticize how weak Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was because right. we saw that. And they came in, what, 10 years apart. They played against each other. Yeah, 10, so, the, the rookie seasons were 10 years apart. So they, they played against each other. So yeah. my my thing is, like, just drop some knowledge, bro, because you got some numbers. Like, how many, like, 36 games in a row, things like this. Of- yeah, I, I mean, you know, you hear, you know, you turn tube on and you hear, you know, ESPN, and, you know, like, like, like my man Stephen A., he disses Wilt all the time. This is Will all the time. You better holler at your boy. I'm a holler. I've, I've hollered at him a, a number of times about that. I, I think, you know, the whole, and he's a KAG, and I love KAG, KAJ too. But I mean, you got to look at what, and I just, and I don't want to sound like Sonny Hill, who goes a little bit overboard with the praise of Will Chamberlain, but like you said, they're on, they're, their rookie years were only 10 years apart. Now, Kareem in 72 uh, had 16 consecutive games where he had 30 and 10. So I'm looking at what Joel did. He's on a 14-game streak, and that's impressive, very, very impressive, particularly in this day and age. But when you look at Will, I mean, in 61-62, Will had 65 straight games with 30 and 10. Um, Damn. In in, in 62, in the 62 season, he had 31. In the 1960 season, which was his second year in the league, he had 25. And in 1964, he had 20 straight with 30 and 10. And um, and, and, and he did it again in, uh, in 1961. He had 14, which is where Joel is right now. So, uh, it, you know, you just wonder, you know, people are always talking about Will Chamberlain and say, oh, he played in the air. You know, there weren't a lot of African-American players in the league. You know, I, there wasn't this, there wasn't that. He played with a lot of great, players at that time and you know it's, it's funny because sometimes you'll see will you'll, you'll see bill russell and people the national media they love that I, I think they love boston um and you know they'll say well you know bill russell uh had had all those champions those championships and will never had but will also didn't have all those that armada that fleet of uh, Hall of Fame players that he played with him, that, that Bill Russell played with in Boston. You know, and you look a little bit close to the numbers. You know, when Wilt grabbed a record 55 rebounds, he did it in Bill Russell's face. You know, that was on Bill Russell. So, you know, when, when you see those things and you sometimes, and I know Bill, you know, Will Chamberlain only won two championships, you know, um, you know, a lot of that has to do with, I mean, Boston did have a juggernaut. And again, we, as we know that they had those great players, those Hall of Fame players. But when you when you see somebody, when you just look at the numbers, Will Chamberlain is, is undeniably the greatest statistical athlete in in North America, in, in North American team sports history. You know, I mean, you look at records that will never be broken. And nobody, I mean, you know, Jerry Rice has put that receiving record, but you can conceivably now with offenses, the way they've gone, you can see some of Jerry Rice's records probably getting broken. But I don't know, man. You know, I mean, I mean, one year Will averaged, uh, like, he played every single minute of every game. 
you know, and, and there was an overtime game, so he actually, he, I think it was like. 48.5 points. Yeah. In the 45.5 minutes, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, so 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 Goliath was Goliath, man. And, and I think that people need to be a little more circumspect when they're critical of him, man. You know, say, oh, yeah, he played. You know, there's some YouTube stuff out there, you know. There's some YouTube stuff out there of Will Chamberlain. You know, Will Chamberlain was high jumping six eight six nine before the Fosbury flop. So basically, he was a six. He was a seven foot one guy at Kansas who was jumping over, literally jumping over six eight to win Big Eight championships. It was big. I guess the Big Eight at that time. So um, this is the, the numbers. Just sometimes about to, from that guy just stun you, man. They stun you. Yeah, I agree. They do. I mean, and and I think that it's. You know, a lot of times it's recency bias, right? We all talk about what we see. I mean, like, you know, like, you know, I grew up in the era where it was, you know, Dr. J, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. And yeah. and and I think players like that and Wilt, they can dominate in any era. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just can't. Um, you know, you 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 know, Wilt Chamberlain was extremely athletic. Um I mean the things that he did, he, he dominated, he, he played, he came, um, you know, so it, it's when I look at him, you know, and you said statistically, but just the athleticism, yeah, you know that he would have been able to do certain things right. in this area. Um, right. Now, particularly before he started getting heavy, because when he first got to the NBA and he was weighing like 235, 240 and could run like a deer. Yeah. Yeah, and, and all that. But and the thing is, though, what it does is I think that, you know, you look at what Joel and AB is doing now, and we're all going hype, 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 and thing it, you just look back, and if you're a historian, it just allows you to respect the things that um, uh, Wilt did, you know, the yeah. things that he did. And, you know, it is the, those Boston Celtics teams that he went up to were legendary, arguably the best teams ever assembled, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, people just need to stop hating on the brother <laughs> and stop let it go. Because, like, you know, I'm here to tell you, like, Michael Jordan, in my opinion, Michael Jordan or Wilt Chamberlain, um, Michael Jordan and Wilt Chamberlain are arguably the two, or in my opinion, are the two best players to play the game. Right, right. Um, you know, but again, if you haven't seen him, you think that people couldn't play back in the day. Right. But then, you know, you look at it now, we got to, if we're going to be truthful, there was a lot of like different things. Like now they didn't have a three-point line back then. They right. didn't do anything. They had to change the rules because Wilt was so dominant. Right. He was so dominant. So those points that he scored, he could have actually scored more. It was just changing the rules on it. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, yeah. that's the thing that we always have to uh talk about. But yeah, he was way ahead of his time. Yeah. Um, and he was the man. He was the man. So people need to stop hating on uh on Will, but yeah. it is what it is, man. And, and like and like you said, Keith, I mean, I mean, I mean, I I I, mean, I look at LeBron James and I watch him and I'm in awe, you know, as he approaches 40 years old and was playing like he's 30 years old. Um, and, 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 you know, for people, you know, from from my from our air who say LeBron couldn't deal with the physicality of, say, you know, the, the Detroit Pistons 
and the Chicago Bulls uh, and the Boston Celtics area, that's foolish. I mean, LeBron's walking around here like 255, 260. It was, it was a physical freak. LeBron would have been a, a superstar in any era, but just don't don't just slight will. You know, you put 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 a six nine high jump pole in front of LeBron James, they jump over it. <laughs> you know, and, and will you know or the triple jump? He was also a standout triple jumper, and we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even though he, he ain't win jacket, the pin relays because what them speed boys used to run up on. <laughs> <laughs> He's going way back in the in 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 the annals. Yeah, so I'm just I mean, was Overbrook good in track back then too? They said, "Oh man, you don't don't show your ignorance, brother." I mean, I'm talking about back in the day. Yeah, I ain't know. Yeah, I mean, know, I, I I know in the days of Fred Rosenfeld and Mervyn Jones when they dominated the '70s and the '80s. They yeah. Rosenfeld you know? was the man, though. Huh? Rosenfeld was the man. Hey, if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what that boy that y'all had? Y'all had the one dude. You remember y'all had this dude by the name of like Lincoln Townsend? Lincoln Towns? Yeah, because I liked the name because he was like, you know, a Lincoln Town car, right? right, right. But then, but who did y'all have? Y'all had the dude who went to TCU. Oh, Jason with the Grimes? Nah, uh, this brother won and he won. Oh my gosh. He wasn't the man at Overbrook, but he went to TCU and blew up, and he won an Olympic gold medal. Oh, uh, he was a oh man, that's funny. Y'all had a lot of dudes. That's when they had, they called them uh, the four by one and four. But the four by one was what it didn't. They were called the flying frogs at TCU, right? Right. But their four by two re relay was called the stick shifters or something like that it was crazy really? because they let off they let off it was it was damn this dude forget his name from west philly and it was him and three jamaican bulls on the relay team and they let off with the slow dude who wasn't slow and yeah, then, right, the, right, then right. the second dude the second or the next the third fastest dude was the second leg was it drummond John? Uh, yes john jonathan drummond john, yeah, Jonathan Drummond. So then yeah. they had the third leg, and then Drummond was the fastest. And then it was it was crazy, man. Yeah. It was called they literally called the stick shifters. And it was like doom. Because it was like, oh, and I'm like, oh, that's the slow dude. Yeah. And the other one. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were like rolling. Yeah. So nah, that's enough. But look, y'all, I know y'all probably like, look, man, we don't want to hear about no. Right, 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 right. You, we don't want to hear about John Drummond. We don't want to hear about all that other stuff, right? So I want to talk to y'all about. Something you probably want to hear about is FanDuel, right? So the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get into action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to be like, uh, Live same game parlays, find bets on a new Explorer tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Now, Mitch, I got to ask you a question. Now, we were talking yesterday about Kelly. 
Uber. Mm-hmm. You know how he, uh, you know, you know, deserves to be in the starting lineup. I mean, I think he does. I mean, I know you think he brings a lot off the bench, and you know, I can see it going both ways, right, with the depth. But when you have a guy right now, DeAnthony Melton, who's been dealing with a bad back, right? He also has, you know, he, he has a thigh injury that's bothering him. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, the thing that's helping the Sixers is their depth. And the yeah. fact is, you know, Melton's a guy who's having kind of like a career year. He's one of the league leaders in deflections. He's doing all types of stuff, you know, score, career scoring high and uh scoring points scored the whole nine a bad back is this something that we should be concerned with yeah from, yeah, yeah it is from somebody who has who's had backs at l5 s1 um god forbid he's no I mean, he's nowhere near that but uh the back is always an issue because it's what it's you know the back the hamstring you know even you know the knee those are things that you you, you need rest in order for them to heal. And, and the back is just so probably the funniest thing because, because it, you know, it, it moves so many different directions, you know? Um, so if, if, if it's must, if it's musculature and, and not in the bone, you know, that sometimes the two are interconnected. Um, if, if it's musculature, you know, they can, you know, enough stem, enough rest, that stuff will get him around. Um, but you know, in the stretching, you know, and I'm, I know, I know the masterful Kevin Johnson will do his magic on him and his condi- strength and conditioning folks over there, trainers over there, will get him together. But um, you know, you, you know, be cautious with him because with the back, you just never know. I'm, I'm, I'm watching players like Larry Bird, and again, we're going way back, and you know, just how the back can become. If if you don't get it under control, it can can become worse. A worsening problem. So, um, and that, and that's good that they do have the depth that they can run Kelly Uber out there. And, and quite frankly, Kelly needs those minutes right now. You know, I think he becomes more effective if he gets minutes. So, if they do decide, you know, you know, they like Kelly as a starting line, where they like to, like to continue to bring him off the bench, they'll know. But it's it's good to seeing him getting, and, and he's looked good lately. He's he's you know, particularly in the last game, he looked really good. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, I, I like that. The only thing that I don't like is it just seems like, now don't get me wrong, they've been playing better, and other guys have been getting opportunities. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, Marcus Morris has established himself as a quality player based off of people getting injured and him getting to, and minutes and showing right. what he could do, right? Right. You know, I, I feel like uh, you know, it was Jaden Springer showed us something in the last game. Yeah, he did. You know, because of that, right? But I think it comes a point in time where, I mean, it, it all matters in the playoffs. But you want to figure out what you can do, especially if you want to, if you want to make that switch right. and say have a new starting lineup. Well, how are you going to implement um, D Melt off the bench? Right. Now, my my thing with D Melt is, I. Th- think that he might be better suited start now again i like kelly Mm -hmm. it's like i don't know i don't know 
uh, what I'm saying is uh, I like what he does, but I like the spark that some other guys bring off the bench, right? And I feel like he fits in well. Yeah. So, and then I also know that Nick Batoon is a guy who doesn't really care about stuff like that. Right. right. So my thing is sometimes when you have a guy who's been starting all season, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you demote him. <laughs> but then you got a guy like Nick Batoon, like, I don't care. I'm going to be the sixth man anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huh? How often do you see that in this league? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, I just play. don't want to yeah. some chemistry with that. Right. But but again, and I also feel like the stuff that he brings playing alongside like Maxi and all these other guys where he doesn't have to be the guy. Like if you come off the bench, yeah. You 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 know, you're gonna they're gonna need you to do more, like yeah. in, in a way. You know what I mean? A different role. So I, I don't know. I don't know about that one, but I also like the fact that I just want to see them bring this be a deep team and have all that depth. That's the one thing I would like to see. And 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 they look, they look like they're heading that direction. Yeah. They they exactly. look like they're in that direction. Yeah, yeah. But look, y'all, we want to thank y'all for listening. But before we go, we want to let you guys know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports. And subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, right? But look, we want to thank y'all for listening. We want y'all to have um, a blessed day. You know, don't don't do something that you wouldn't want to do. It's like I'm playing. But what you need to do is you need to get this podcast wherever you get your podcast at. And remember, we are free and available wherever you get your podcast at. And you can go to our YouTube channel. Locked on 76ers YouTube and click um, click on the Liberty Bell. Make you a subscriber. And in addition to that, in addition to that, um, you'll get notifications. So we want y'all to do that today, people. And we'll say, say goodbye. Peace. Hey, hey, Keith, before we say goodbye, man, I know you're being a little bit humble, but I think people should know that you're going to be honored with the Stan Hockman Award for Excellence in Journalism by the Philadelphia Sports Writers Association. So I wanted to just make sure we got that in there. No, I appreciate you, man. This is good for a kid from Tacoma Street. <laughs> all good. That's where I grew up at, y'all. I always say I'm a kid from Tacoma Street, and I am. But I appreciate you, Mitch, and I appreciate you because, you know, people don't realize this. Me and the reason why John and I are really good friends is because, um, you know, I, I replaced John as an mm-hmm. NBA writer. And, and, you know, it was one of those times where, you know, John used to do it long enough. And John, you know, really wanted me to replace him. And he was there for me. So a lot of the stuff that I got, um, and especially being 100% honest and being truthful, like I always been the straight shooter, if you like it or not, mm-hmm. it all came from Mitch. So, bro, I want to thank you for um, steering me and, and making, which was a tough transition for me. Yeah, um, yeah easier than it would have been. Man, you so, played great work, brother. Oh, I appreciate you. That's Even great. though I ain't go to Brook, I appreciate you. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace, y'all. And we want to thank y'all. And we'll be back tomorrow. Peace.